0: Well I called our story for today a story for all ages because I didn't know if we would have children or not and I thought knew if we had them they would most likely be here Um, and I have a part for a child and not really seeing a little one I'm going to ask a tall one (laughs) to play the part when I start talking about things clanging and ringing that's your job Okay. okay I know you'll do it well Kelly okay good so, today I want to share a story with you that I'm guessing that you know well or have known well, and it's um, the last part of A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Uh, I'll Remember with me about Ebenezer Scrooge who was a miserly old man who lived only to make a dollar. That was his mission in life, and his story Dickens set in London during that time of the Industrial Revolution when factories in urban centers were growing by leaps and bounds and people were making money off of the poor who were always available there to work in factories. And the way of tradespeople and craftspeople was going by the wayside. The poor were exploited, and Dickens was quite concerned about this, but there were always people looking for work and there were people who were trying to survive and feed their families and work under very dangerous conditions. And Dickens used this story to bring those conditions to light. There were no social services for people who were elderly or disabled or poor. They were dependent upon relatives or on the charity of others alone. Well, Scrooge had had a partner, Joseph Marley, who had been dead for seven years, but they had been partners together in swindling others in order to make their money. And now Scrooge was left alone, a miserable man without a friend, and he knew it, but he didn't care about that. And it was Christmas Eve, he was begrudgingly letting his employee, Bob Cratchit, have Christmas Day off. And when he went home that night, you might recall, Scrooge then had experiences where he was visited by spirits. Three spirits came and showed him his life. They showed him his childhood, which had been lonely and full of loss and helplessness. And then they showed him his present life and how he had an impact on others by not being caring and giving to them. And then the spirit of Christmas future showed him his future life if things did not change, where he would die alone and no one would care that he had ever lived. So, as I begin to tell you more of this story, Scrooge wakes up and he can't believe that he's alive and that he has more of his life ahead of him. Yes, he says, this bedpost was his own. The bed was his own. The room was his own. To make amends in, he had time that was his own. I will live in the past and the present and the future, he said. Scrooge repeated this as he scrambled out of bed. The spirits, all three, are going to live in me and strive within me. Oh, Jacob, Marley, heaven, and the Christmas time, be praised for this. I say it on my knees, oh, Jacob, on my knees. Scrooge was so flustered and so glowing with his good intentions that his broken voice would scarcely answer to his call. He had been sobbing violently through the night in his conflict with the spirits and his face was wet with his tears. I am here, he said. The shadow of the things that would have been have been dispelled. They will be dispelled. I know they will. His hands were busy with his garments all the time, he turned them inside out, he turned them upside down, he tore at them, he mislaid them, and he was making parties to every kind of extravagance. I don't know what to do, cried Scrooge, laughing and crying in the same breath. I'm, I'm as light as a feather, I'm as happy as an angel, I'm as merry as a schoolboy, I'm as giddy as a drunken man. A merry Christmas to everybody, a happy new year to all the world hello here whoop hello he had frisked into his sitting room and was now standing there perfectly winded oh yes there's my saucepan with the gruel in it and there's the fireplace and there's the door where the ghost of jacob marley stood and there's the corner where the ghost of christmas past was and there's the window where i saw the wandering spirits it's all right it's true It happened, it happened. Really, for a man who had been so out of practice for so many years, this was a splendid laugh. It was a most illustrious laugh. It was the father of long, long line of brilliant laughs to come. I don't know what day of the month it is, said Scrooge. I don't know how long I've been among the spirits. I don't know anything. I'm quite a baby. Never mind, I don't care. I'd rather be a baby. Hello, whoop, hello, he cried. He was checking on himself when the church bells out, let out a lusty peal. They clashed and they clanged and they hammered, ding dong, ding dong. The bells went ding dong, hammering and clanging and clashing. Oh, glorious, glorious. Running to the window, he opened it. Thank you. Running to the window, he opened it and he put out his head. There was no fog, there was no mist bright, clear, glorious, stirring, jovial cold, piping into the blood to dance to, golden sunlight, heavenly sky, sweet, fresh air, merry bells, oh, glorious, glorious. What's today, cried Scrooge, calling downward to a boy in Sunday clothes who perhaps had loitered in to look at what was going on. What's today, cried Scrooge, calling downward to the boy. A, returned the boy. What is today, my fine fellow, said Scrooge. Today, replied the boy. Why, it's Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day, said Scrooge to himself. I haven't missed it. Well, it's the day after Christmas and we didn't miss it. We're here and Scrooge awakened to find himself filled with joy, aware of his sorrows and wanting to move forward in his life. And we come here and wanting to share it, calling out the window to share his feeling with the fellow down below. So as we transition into our candle time, we note that this is when we can share together our joys or our sorrows with each other. And please come forward if you have one you'd like to share this morning. This is a candle of joy for two women that I was fortunate to get to know. Uh, my dear mother-in-law, Mary Alice Ward, who passed away at the end of March this year, who for the last 30 years, on either yesterday or today, we, I would be with her, with our whole family. And it was, it was marvelous. And also for her mama, who died 20 years ago, I guess, on this day, the day after Christmas. But fond memories of both. I light this candle for you and for what you hold close to your hearts today. And I light this last candle for those who would wish for a place to come and share the joys or the sorrows that they also hold dear. lead into our time of meditation, I thought I'd share with you this morning an ancient uh, chant that people say to calm themselves, to enter a time of silence. They say it to become centered again as their mind floats off and they want to bring it back. Some people say all of it, some people say part of it, some people say one word of it. It goes like this. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. Let's share some silence together. Our meditation hymn is number 241 in the bleak midwinter. Please rise, embody or in spirit.
1: In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observe his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, and by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road.
0: Thank you. Well, so here we are.